to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a very, I think, maybe potentially caustic, crazy, interesting, maybe in some cases scary show. The next few days we're going to be talking about Zillow. Never. Yeah, exactly. For the next few days we're going to be talking about Zillow's instant offer. I think between Julie and I, we probably received, I don't know, dozens of emails from all of you guys, kind of in panic mode, wondering about Zillow instant offers, wondering, you know, basically what it means to your business and just not knowing really how to react. And so what Julie and I did is we decided to take a week or so after the Zillow Instant Offers thing uh, came out and everyone was talking about it. And we wanted to sort of like bide our time to see how it actually worked. So what we're going to do is we're going to walk you through exactly basically what Instant Offers represents to the marketplace. And we're going to, in many cases, I think, surprise you with what we have to say because I, for, you guys are overreacting. Most of you are thinking this is somehow the end times for real estate. And I think what you're going to realize after the end of uh, listening to this two- or three-day series on Zillow Instant Offers and Zillow in general, I think you're going to feel a lot better. I think you're going to feel a lot more confident. Um, and anyway, I'm not saying you're going to use instant offers. I'm not saying it's going to be a source for you to go buy leads. I'm not suggesting anything like that. We're not a shell for Zillow. You guys, certainly, if you've been listening to the show, you know we're not a shell for anybody who basically sells leads. You should learn to generate your own. But the moral of the story is is that you know maybe it's not what you think, and maybe there is a way for you to actually make money, help folks uh, by using this to your own advantage. So, Julie, before we jump into it, do you have any specific shout-outs, anybody you want to acknowledge from Facebook, from all the emails we get, anything like that? Yes. Actually, on our private Facebook page sits two referrals, to one to Orlando, Florida, and one to Venice, Florida. So those of you who are premier members in Florida, you might want to hop on over there and capture those from one of your colleagues. Also, a special shout-out to Mr. Andrew Hefner in Toronto, Canada, who has decided to take door-knocking much more seriously, take it to the next level. He's going after for-sale-by-owners, expired neighborhoods that he's recently sold things in, and making far more contact than ever before. Now I've challenged him to let's move from contact to appointments and then appointments to closed deals. But the point is that he he is uh, not a newbie agent. He's getting back to the things that he knows absolutely work. And now we're going to take it to the next level and concentrate even more on appointments. So he's making the effort. He's doing the work. And it's funny. I just spoke with him. He, he said something interesting, that he is now more sensitive to agents who are always looking for that special magic potion that makes it so they don't have to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at a high level. In fact, we all know that that doesn't exist. Otherwise, it would work, but he has become more sensitive to that. So I just wanted to give him a shout-out and acknowledge his introspection, his mindset, and his focus. And back to you, Tim. So let's just jump right in. So what we're going to do is Julie and I wrote down a series of questions, and these are questions that are based on the emails that we got from all of you asking these questions. And we modified them a little bit, and we researched all of these, and we offered some opinion here and there. But what we really did is we wanted to focus on giving you guys the information that's going to put you in a position of feeling confident, not being fearful. So we're going to start out with a real basic question, because we actually had this question more often than I uh would have expected. A lot of you guys aren't clear what Zillow is. And uh, Zillow is basically a company that started about, well, went public, or I'm sorry, their site went live about 10 years ago. 
And Zoho, as a company, has been incredibly good at executing um, their mission. And it's been incredibly effective at making – I don't think anyone would argue that it's it, against what I'm about to say. It's the best real estate, consumer-facing real estate website that there is. They have the best ads. They have the best technology. They have the best interfaces. They have the best everything. So from a consumer's perspective, um, you know, I can see Zillow as being very compelling. It's just a very – you know, it's a nice site. So – now, what is Zillow? Zillow says they're a media company. A media company, let's just you know, classify this for all of you. A media company is like you know, an, a newspaper. That would be a, a media company. A media company would be like Craigslist, arguably. A media company would be any place where you go and like, you know, there's ads. They're supported. They, they write content. You know, they basically are supported by advertisers. That's, in essence, what Zillow says they are. And I think for a long time that was true. Zillow, in essence, was – us uh, being floated by all of you guys buying leads from them. Now, they don't call them leads, but let's just say what they are. They're leads. They're buyer leads. Zillow has been dependent. 70% of their revenue has come from agents buying buyer leads. And like I said, they've executed this better than anyone else. And just so you guys have a frame of reference, when Zillow came around, this wasn't a new idea. Realtor.com had been around for at least 10 years before that. Let me think about that. Actually, maybe even longer, 15 years before, I think. Um, Zillow even came on scene. But what Zillow did is Zillow just basically took Realtor.com's business model and they executed it better. They fixed the flaws. They made the site better. They made it so people actually wanted to use it. Um, and I think uh, really truthfully, if you want to go back and you want to you know, really wonder why Zillow has become so prolific, it's because – Realtor.com did not do a very good job at all of making a really you know, consumer-compelling site. People didn't want to necessarily use the app. People didn't want to use the website. So Zillow just came out with a better product that appealed to more people, and at the end of the day, they're winning the war. That's basically how competition works, and they deserve to win consumer eyeballs because they've created a better product. Now, it's too soon to tell whether or not Realtor.com is going to get their act together. I suspect that they will, but for now – just let's be super clear about what they are. They started out as a legitimate media company. They were selling, uh, a cent- even though it's a convoluted sort of you know model. You guys weren't advertising necessarily. You you guys were paying for a certain number of leads. But when originally Zillow came out, you when you were a premier agent, you weren't you weren't buying you were buying leads that would go directly to you. Whereas now you guys know it's basically saturated and the leads go to multiple agents. And I mean it's no secret that you know a lot of folks are concerned to the point of, you know, basically not using Zillow anymore, that it's not a great source of really much of anything other than, like I said, from the consumer's perspective, it is a great website. Okay, so I'm just wanting to, you know, essentially cast dispersions that Julie and I are Zillow haters because we're not. I see it for what it is. Uh, Spencer and his crew and the founders of Zillow have done an excellent job. All right, enough of that. Now let's get into it. So let's think about this. And this is this is under the question of what is Zillow? So Zillow says they're a media company, and I have a question for you. Is Zillow acting like a media company? If your newspaper, those of you who remember newspapers are these things that are black and white and they used to show up on your doorstep. Touch them. If your newspaper or Craigslist was doing what Zillow does, how would you react? In other words, think about it. Let's say you wanted to sell your car. You put your car in the paper for sale, Auto Trader, Craigslist, whatever, and then and then they use your car to generate leads for other people who also have a car very similar to yours for sale. In other words, they're taking your potential buyers and maybe confusing them. They're getting between you and the customer. Would you continue to advertise with them? Would you continue to run ads on that particular venue 
selling your car if you knew that you weren't getting exactly what you thought you were getting. You wouldn't because then you know that somehow that newspaper wouldn't be acting as a true media company. They would be acting as some sort of lead-gathering conglomerate, and that's a different conversation. So to say they're a media company in the larger scope of things, I suppose that they are, but how are they acting now? So buying leads from Zillow, and this is really how – this is truly what we believe. Buying leads from Zillow or from any source for that matter – it's like a payday loan. It may work in the short run, but in the long run, it's going to kill you. And I want you to really think about that. Everybody knows the ramifications of dealing, doing this with these payday loan companies. Generally speaking, you never get off the hook. You're always just paying interest and taking out a new loan to pay for the old one. Lots of information is written about that. And that's the paradigm that so many of you, especially if you've only been in this business for 10 years, you actually have come to expect that it's normal to buy leads from Zillow or from other sources. You, no one's ever told you that that's actually kind of insane if you're actually wanting to build a large profitable real estate practice where you make 50 and 60 percent profit margins you have to learn to generate your own leads and buying leads and keeping on that hamster wheel of buying leads you're just going to be like a borrower who takes out a payday loan so when you learn to generate your own leads you never have to tolerate the payday loan style lead sellers so is zillow truly a, a media company i have that question for you and so julie and i've been talking about this for last week and I think that if you really were to think of it like this, and this is the context I think that helps me to kind of wrap my mind around what they've come, become and what they're uh, becoming, I think you all should start considering Zillow not as a media company but as a competitor because they're acting like a competitor. They're, at, they're competing more aggressively to basically get between you and, your you and your potential buyers and sellers just like your competitors would. So literally, if you – guys, I – Please challenge yourself to think like this just for a second, and you'll get the point. Because your behavior will change. If Zillow is a competitor, if they're a comp competing brokerage, if there is a competing brokerage down the way, and all their best agents decided to come into your office, would you allow them in to see your, you know, the, the list of sellers that you're chasing? Would you allow them in to see your customer list? Would you allow them in to basically get access to what you're doing to generate leads? Would you allow the competi your competitors in the marketplace to actually come in and poach your business? Would you allow that? Brokers, would you? Isn't that in essence what we're doing when we choose to do business, when we choose to be dependent on somebody like on a company like Zillow to sell leads to us? Isn't that in essence what we're doing? We're allowing a competitor. Yeah, it's the old fox in the hen house story, isn't it? And, and people have been saying this. We've been saying this since Zillow came around that, look, we've essentially let the fox in the hen house. We're allowing an outside company to come in and start getting between us and our customers. Well, guess what? Zillow for a long time was the easy button for so many agents who basically didn't know how to you know, become listing agents. So they were more than willing to buy buyer leads. And that happened, and, and, and what we're going to see, and I suspect we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about this in a second, is that that was a trend. And you know, so the next question I'm going to talk about is why is Zillow doing this instant offer business? But really what you guys got to understand is you got to shift your mindset. They're not just some you know, passive, affable media company who's going to be happy to you know, take your, you know, your ad and put it in a local you know, newspaper or whatever and send you a fruit basket at Christmas. No, they're a competitor, and they're acting more and more like a competitor. They're doing everything in their power to get between you and the customer. Is that what you expect a media company to do? Is that a media company? Or doesn't it feel a hell of a lot like a real estate brokerage, like a competitor does to me? So I want you guys really to stop and ask yourselves, why are you continuing to do business with a company who ultimately basically is your direct competitor? They're not a co-op. They're not somebody you have to do business with. They're alive. Remember I said 70% of their revenue, and they're incredibly dependent on agents buying buyer leads. 
So brokerages around the country, offices around the country, I get why you're doing it. Your agents need leads. Your agents need to basically sell houses in order for you to keep your business alive. But one of the reasons that your margins are so bad, most real estate brokerages have margins of 3 to 5%, is because you're not teaching the agents to go after the business themselves. Guys, brokerage businesses have historically not had great margins, but not like they are now, 3 to 5%. If you don't believe me, go back to timandjulieharris.com and listen to the interview we did with Steve Murray. Steve is, without a doubt, the countries, the industries, maybe even the world's biggest expert on mergers and acquisitions for real estate brokerages. And he talks about this on our show. Go back and listen to it, timandjulieharris.com. Just go to the search bar and put in Steve Murray, and you'll find it. And you're going to hear that the margins for brokerages are tiny and shrinking. It's because brokerages have gotten into this same bad payday loan mentality of buying leads, and they're using uh, bot leads as a way to uh, induce agents to join their brokerages, the same thing teams are doing. So it's not a sustainable business model because the margins are too small. We're going to talk about that in a second. But here is the mindset shift I want all of you guys to have, or at least consider having. Is Zillow truly a media company? Or are they a competitor? Aren't they acting exactly like a competing real estate brokerage, with the exception of the fact that they're not actually transacting? That's the only difference for now. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Because do we believe that Zillow is going to be able to continue to stay out of the real estate transaction? Hell no. There's no way they will if they want to continue to grow margins. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Julie, so, so far, are we on the same page? Am I firehosing these guys too much? No, I think that you did a good job laying the background of, you know, what Zillow has become over the years. I mean, it's not a super old company, but they have had a lot of transitions. And what brought all this to light was the onset of this new story, the instant offer story. So why is Zillow now doing this whole instant offer business? What is that about? That's been what the chatter has been about for the past maybe week to 10 days. Well, so here's the bottom line. Zillow needs to have a new story. Zillow is a publicly traded company, and um, like I said, I admire the company. I think Spencer and his crew have are arguably the best management team outside of maybe some of these incredible real estate brokerages. They're one of the best technology – well, they are the best uh, technology management team in the real estate sector, no question. It may be even in the world because Zillow competes – I mean, globally, there's probably six or seven other companies that do the same thing that Zillow does. But, you know, they – just let's just give them credit for where credit is due. But why are they doing this? Because Zillow is a publicly traded company. Zillow has, and if you guys don't listen to these, it's very interesting. Zillow does earnings calls, and you guys can listen to those. And they talk about their public filings of where they're losing money, where they're making money, what they've acquired, how this is working, how that the other thing is working. I listen to those earning calls when I can. It is very fascinating. Because it's a publicly traded company, in essence, they have to disclose everything. They disclose everything except one important number. And this guy's is highly nerdy stuff, but here it is. They don't talk about their churn. And what churn, and I understand why they don't, and what churn is is basically the number of subscribers that are coming versus going. So the number of premier agents in their case, the number that they're selling versus the number that are uh, quitting. And what they're starting to see, and I suspect this will continue, this trend will continue, is they're starting to see basically they're not replacing them as fast as they're um, – I'm sorry, they're not reselling them as fast as they're losing them, or they're keeping even. If I remember correctly, Zillow has 40%, 40% of its revenue is spent towards selling agents into premier agents. If the, comp- if the company was not 
experiencing some vicious churn. In other words, agents are really questioning the value that uh, Zillow offers them as far as the buyer's leads. That I, do you really think they'd be spending 40% of their revenue trying to generate new sales? Wouldn't they just basically be able to have a little bit less money going to, towards sales if people were sticking around? So there's a little mental thought for you as well. And we believe that basically at the end of the day, what Zillow is trying to do is they need to create another revenue stream. They need When they're on those earnings calls, they need to be able to encourage their investors to not sell their stock, to buy more stock. They need to you know, continue to encourage their sky-high valuations. And the way they're going to do it is they need to show, they need to get ahead of the fact that basically they're going to have to start creating alternative revenue streams outside of selling buyer leads to buyers. And again, if I were running Zillow, I would probably be doing the exact same thing that Spencer's trying to do, truthfully, because it just makes sense. You need to expand the company. You need to you know, obviously diversify your revenue. And, and guys, if the longtime listeners, we preach that. It's called spokes on the wheel, right? They're basically wanting to create more spokes for their lead generation wheel. And so everybody, the golden, the, the golden goose is trying to get in on the listing side of the real estate business. But what they've discovered and what they're discovering is the same thing that people have been discovering ever since, you know, someone had the idea of like basically in the mid nineties, when someone's had the idea of trying to, you know, capture seller leads using CMAs, the old, you know, there were companies that were around a long time ago that have been trying to do this and they never work and we're going to talk about the specifics on what does work and what doesn't work and one of the uh, next questions but here's the reality of it maybe and i don't know but i believe it is maybe buying buyer leads is, is you know nothing more than a tra- a trend or a fad maybe the industry and agents and brokerages and team leaders are waking up to the fact that it's not working like it used to 10 years ago buying buyer leads from zillow seemed to work i had a lot of coaching clients that were doing it and they really sang the praises of it but i personally don't have a single coaching client that i'm personally coaching that i know of that's buying buyer leads julie do you do you have any agents that are buying uh, maybe- buyer leads from zillow? Not buyer leads so much, no. I, I think agents are already up to their eyeballs in buyer leads. So they a lot of them actually have cut that off and said, enough's enough, I can generate my own, particularly our strong listing agents who have embraced the listing agent model. So, yeah, I do think that that's been kind of trendy, faddish going away. Well, Based but isn't that theory. it right there? Isn't that it right there? I mean, if you guys, if you're listing agents and listing agents, you know this is true. This is something our old broker, Rory Averill, used to say to us. If you have one listing, you have to beat the buyers off the stick. He said that jokingly. I don't believe he ever beat a buyer off the stick. Of course, you know, if you guys know Rory, may have. But the reality of it is, is that when you have listings, you have no problems generating buyers. So if you guys have any inkling of beginning buyer leads, (laughs) I promise you, go take one listing Put a service like 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM, an IVR 800 number, call capture number, on the top of your sign, you know, prominently on your sign. And you know what? You have more buyers than you know what to do with, especially in this market. So the idea of buying buyer leads has always not even seemed foreign to me. It's actually seemed crazy to me. And brokers, look, if you've only been in the business for 10 years, maybe you don't know any different. I, I, I give you a hall pass for that. But not after listening to our podcast. The reality of it is, is you have to put your best energies on becoming listing agents because when you have a listing, when you have listings, you have leverage. And when you have leverage, guys, then you start making real money. The margins that brokerages are making, the margins that teams are making, everyone should be revolted by how small they are. You do not get rich selling real estate, listeners. You do not get rich selling real estate. You get rich reinvesting the profit you make from selling real estate. So that means you have to have a profit. Get it? And how can you if you guys continue on this, you know, this essentially payday loan business cycle? So you need so Zillow bottom line needs diversification of income. 
you know, Wall Street is going to reward their share value because they're appearing to be innovating, which they are. They're trying to innovate, and it is a possible new source of revenue. So, Julie, what's the next question? Okay, so here's the question du jour. What is this new thing that's out there? What is the Zillow instant offer that everyone's talking about? How does that work? Okay, so this is very interesting to me that so many of you didn't realize that this is, idea has been around forever. Investors have been doing this forever. Investors of, of all varieties have been generating, what, let's just term it correctly. So there's the retail seller. That's someone who generally will list with an agent. And then there's the wholesale seller, a seller who just wants to basically get rid of a house. Maybe they inherited it. Maybe it was a tenant. Who knows what? And there are always going to be a certain percent of the population out there, home sellers, that want to wholesale houses, okay? So some of you guys uh, work with investors. So here's, here's the different scenarios. And I have to remember, Julia, I always have to remind me, 100,000 people listening, not all of them are going to have the experience to know what we're talking about. So here I'm going to give you guys a little backstory. Uh, we buy ugly houses, and there's a lot of other companies out there who are really great at uh, generating wholesale uh, seller leads on behalf of their advertisers. So what will happen is somebody will buy a region, a territory. I, I mean, they have it split up different ways. And there's not, there's probably, I'm not really sure. I've never studied this space that well. If someone who's in that industry wants to be on our podcast, you're more than welcome to, to uh, come back and listen in. But Sean O'Toole was doing this. He was, you know, uh, he did a great job of this. Different, different really, you know, effective um, marketing guys have been making a nice living off essentially generating wholesale seller leads for investors. So they'll generate the leads and they sell them to investors. A lot of investors do this themselves. They'll mail postcards. They'll mail, you guys, you know, it was a real big trend a few years ago, yellow letters, that, you know, with the handwritten font. So this, yeah. this sort of that. thing, mm -hmm. this listing lead generator, wholesale listing lead generator, uh, you know, gimmick has been around forever. And again, you are going to find a certain pop percent of the population that will happily wholesale their house. They don't want to screw around with retailing it or the house is just, too bad that no one's going to be able to get – no normal retail buyer is going to be able to get financing for it. That's what Zillow is doing. They're not doing anything new. They're just taking it and they're introducing it to their portal. So it's a wholesale offer on your house. It's nothing new. And here's another thing that's interesting. Open Door and there's another company called OfferPad, we're doing the same thing. And those are companies that basically – I think they've been test marketing in Arizona and different markets. But it's the same deal – Kind of, more or less, the, the gist of it is, is you go to one of those websites, you're a seller, you want to sell the house, they might, they'll make you an offer, and I mean, I'm sure I'm oversimplifying it, but then basically you choose your closing date and you're off to the races. And that's basically the way a lot of people, uh, you know, it's not going to appeal to very many people, truthfully, especially in the seller's market, because of the fact that uh, people know that they can retail their house and they make 10, 20, or 30% more. So what type of consumer is this going to attract from a seller's perspective, the ones like I described for you, people who are selling probably distressed property. Now, in some cases, you're going to get somebody who's not selling a distressed property, just needs to get rid of it fast for whatever reason. But still, even in those cases, the investor offers are going to come in too low. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. And that's one of the reasons Julie and I waited a week because we wanted more data on this. Um, and because you guys are all going to want to know where, what basically is it going to work, is it going to be a threat to you. So, look, investors have been doing this for ages. There are companies who do, uh, do this and sell leads. You know, we, I mentioned We Buy Ugly Houses. That's the name of a company, if you guys don't know. Agents have been partnering with the guys, and this is a good idea, by the way. A lot of agents have been partnering with the, the investors, the wholesalers, who are buying these leads. 
And what happens is a lot of them have created these machines where basically they'll spend sometimes, you know, it's millions of dollars per year in these markets. And they'll generate a pretty steady stream of potential seller leads. And those seller leads, most of them are going to say, no, I don't want your offer. No, I don't want your offer. Because no, the offer is too low. But there's going to be, I don't even know what the percent is, probably 3% of all of them might consider taking a wholesale offer. But what happens to the rest of those seller leads? What happens to the rest of those people that contacted that wholesaler interested in um, selling their house? Well, smart agents in marketplaces, and this is where you guys can make money with this, are contacting and working directly with those investors, and they're getting those uh, leads. I understand you talk with so-and-so investor. Um, you didn't want to accept his offer. I've got something, you know, let's retail the house. Here's how the numbers might work. When can you, you know, and basically make the appointment and list the property. So, again, this model that Zillow is doing with instant offers has been around Forever, in one form or another, it's been around for, as far as I know, at least 30 years. Not a new idea. So we have enough historical data to know how this will actually work out. So here's the suggestion. I just made the idea, made the uh, suggestion that you go and you potentially align yourself with existing investors that are doing this already, have been doing this forever, trying to look for wholesale sellers, and then ask what happens to the folks that the leads that they generate where the people don't want to wholesale. And then you might be able to work out a, a relationship where you say, Mr. Uh, investor, I have occasionally houses that pop on my radar where the people would like to wholesale them. How about if I basically uh, toss those properties to you and exchange, you send me some of these leads of these folks that you're getting. Things of that nature you guys can work out. You can work that on an individual agent level. You can work that on a team level, a brokerage level. Personally, teams and brokerages are kind of synonymous. Um, but there you go. So, you know, this, again, this model has been around for a long time. You guys can emulate this in your own offices. And this is a nice thing um, where we've seen coaching clients, again, who've been doing this for a long time, a version of the instant offers idea. You can combine it with a guaranteed ho uh, home sale program, and in, which, again, we're, we talk about on our podcast. And when you put those two pieces together, you have an incredibly compelling argument for any potential seller. So I strongly encourage all of you guys to you know, think back. If you've been in the business for decades, you know this is nothing new. You know, you got to realize what Zillow is probably going to do because they are very good at executing. Is they're going to in the markets they're testing this, they're going to do a really good job marketing and pushing it to people to get a lot of good information back as what works and what not work and what doesn't work. And Zillow does have a tendency to tweak things, to, to, to work on things, to make things, you know, so that they don't just introduce an idea and back off of it very often. They'll, do, uh, they'll introduce it. They might pull back on it. They're going to work on it. They're going to fix it, and they're going to reintroduce it. And they know that this is actually a proven business model. This does work, and they're smart to do it. And like I said, if I was the CEO of Zillow, I'd be doing the exact same thing. But I would not be doing it the way that they're doing it with regards to encroaching on the, the real estate brokerage business. And tomorrow what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about will it work. We're going to talk about will this work for Zillow? Are they going to disintermediate? There's a term that's 20 years old. In other words, are they going to remove agents from the middle? Are they going to somehow make it so real estate brokerages and agents are, are, are obsolete? All the greatest fears that you guys have, we're going to talk about on tomorrow's show. And then we're also going to talk about whether or not National Association of Realtors should be doing anything about this, doing anything with quotes around it. You know, Should there be some sort of – you know. Uh, revolt against Zillow instant offers. And if there were to be, what would it look like? Um, so guys, tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk about this uh, probably uh, tomorrow and the following day. And at the end of the three podcasts that we're going to do uh, on this topic, you're going to walk away with specific actionable advice. So far, you now have from listening today, 
backstory on what they're doing. If you haven't been in the industry for very long or haven't been really in an industry that, or in a, in a market that's very dynamic, it's maybe only been a seller's market forever and you haven't seen what happens to real estate markets is, you know, essentially the markets slow down. I just gave you some insights and some types of things you can start uh, looking into. If you're in one of these crazy hot seller's markets, expect that when the market starts to slow down, you're going to see more of the instant offers type programs come around. So if you're a real estate broker and you know that's going to be or suspect that's going to be a movement in your area, I would strongly suggest you come up with your own program to compete with Zillow. If for no other reason, here's why. Ultimately, if I'm a well-known uh, local broker and I'm doing something that's very similar to Zillow Instant Offers and a homeowner is legitimately wanting to wholesale their house, they're going to call you before they basically go to Zillow because you have local brand. You have something that they don't have. You have boots on the ground. You have an office they can go drop into. You guys see the difference? So, again, I'm not against what Zillow is doing from a business perspective. It's from a lead generation perspective. It's very good for them. And it can be excellent for you if you know how to apply it. So tomorrow we're going to be giving you guys some more specific information. Keep your minds clear. I know I probably created more questions from today's podcast than answers, and that's okay. If you need me for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember, it's not too late for you to request a free coaching call at FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. And when you do, we're also going to give you six free books, including Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, Real Estate Treasure Map, and you know your 12-month lead generation plan. So just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Guys, listen, keep your head screwed on straight. It's basically the middle of the year. Do you still have time to make this your best year ever? If you're having to catch your business up, if you're having to build momentum right now, continue to do so. Do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on your goals. Do not give up on your, your potentiality for this year. If you don't have goals, then you need to download Real Estate Treasure Map, which is one of the books you get for free uh, by going to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Again, if you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.